Today on episode 78 of the Home of Play podcast, PlayStation finally announces the big showcase we've all been waiting for. Even more showcases were announced after that. And then what the hell is going on with Sony's upgrade plan for Horizon Forbidden West? All that and more. Also, because I'm doing the intro, let's get some intro. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 78 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of plot. Oh, wait, scratch that. I'm joined by the 60 frames of Curtis, once again, returning after a long absence, uh, the boy who believes in the abstinence ring, uh, Curtis himself. Hi. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. All of our content is free if you enjoy it at your leisure. We'll ask you to help support the show by telling your friends and family to go and click subscribe on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we are growing. And it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost of the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, we want to hear from you. Please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the damn showcases announced this week. On today's episode, we have three news articles to discuss. But first, as always, let us begin with what we've been up to this last week and or longer. We start with Curtis, but I believe this is going to go by quick because I looked at the show notes because I'm cheating. Uh, so, Curtis, let us know all the things you weren't up to in your absence. Uh, absolutely nothing. I work I work. I didn't have time for games because you're not around to play them with me. So, <laughs> so basically, it's a bunch of free time trying to make music, and I have very little progress on that, too. So we'll just cut that short. <laughs> I'm going to say that's not very true. I think what you showed me is very impressive. I hope to steal some of your work for the podcast later. Uh, so anyway, myself uh, this last week, I'm just like you. Actually, I didn't have a lot of time. Uh, I went into I went back into the uh, New Game Plus main story after beating the Iki Island stuff, uh, but honestly, not a lot of time in there. I feel like I'm wasting more time just looking for things to play. But uh, next week we have Tales of Arise uh, coming out, so I might be playing that next week. So hopefully, I'll have something more to talk about. And we can all just assume in Chris's absence this week that he played 900 multiplayer games, <laughs> uh, including PUBG and everything else. So uh, we're just going to skip through all that. And uh, we're sorry if that upsets you, but uh, it is what it is. Truth hurts. <laughs> so, Curtis, we found out this week Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt PS5 versions are possibly being pushed back to 2022. Uh, yeah, that does not surprise anyone. What about you? <laughs> yeah, no, considering have they even got the PS4 versions fixed yet? I know, they're, I... I, th I know they got progress on it, but I don't know if it's to the point where you could say it's done. Yes, I, I don't think we have a final version, in my opinion, um, from what I'm hearing anyway. Like, I haven't played it since I think me and you were playing it around the same time when it originally came out. And uh, since then, there has been progress, but then there is a huge like space of nothing no updates no nothing uh and then finally i think only one or two weeks ago we finally got another major patch and yes it is at least a major patch but i still don't think it's like we were saying a final version so yeah i i, I agree with you hearing this date it just makes sense to me 
I would say the one that upsets me the most is the Witcher 3 one. Like, I was looking forward to that one. Yeah, it is work, but like, are you serious? Oh, you know what? I'm going to add in here too, uh, just because I'm ever reading it. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but they also hired modders this week to help with cyberpunk. <laughs> Do you know how, like, I don't know. I think modders are great. I think they're fantastic, but it just seems almost disheartening to hear that you, you need modders help to Please make your game look good. Please help us fix our game. Yeah. How do we make game? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was a little fun fact, too, we can get into. But uh, let's move on from there. I don't think there's too much to talk about there. We found out Firaxis Games showed off its Marvel Midnight Suns gameplay, uh, as they said they would on September 1st. And that game launches in March 2022. And I don't know if you saw any gameplay of this, Curtis. I'm a little bit excited for it because I'm a Marvel fan. Then I clicked on the video. And uh, I am less excited now. Uh, and I'm just going to sum it up the only way I can. Cards, Curtis. Cards. When? Yes, it is. It is not a card game, but in fact, a tactical uh, game that you get cards to perform moves, oh. which I believe we have seen before. And yes, they're going to be somewhat randomized and... Basically, I guess the challenge of the game is that you take the cards given to you and try to complete the level with them, and that will be the challenge. But I think it's interesting. I get how someone could interpret this as a puzzle that needs to be solved because every deck of cards could be different and so on and so forth. But that, as soon as I heard cards, I tuned out. I'm not interested in that whatsoever. It really turns me off. Just the type of game gamer that I am, that just doesn't speak to me. Uh, if that speaks to you listening to this, that is 100%, you know, good for you, all for it. It's just that is not for me. And uh, that kind of definitely put a, a damper in my mood. The way you explain that, like using the cards for, like, for a strategy, it kind of sounds like a procedurally generated Hearthstone game almost. This is kind of what I'm picturing. It gave me vibes of, you know, we were playing Gloomhaven. It, it except Gloomhaven, at least I think you can pick your cards. This just seems like you get the deck of cards, you build your deck, and the way I interpreted it was basically that they just take that deck of cards you built and we're like, okay, here's like, and I'm just throwing numbers, but here's five of those cards. We just randomly like, this is what you drew. So now complete the level with this. And I, I mean, there's probably other like more detailed ways this is going to go down, but just from the video and the limited stuff we got to see, because it's not the longest video out there. That's how I took. And I was just, no, like maybe I'll see more later. Maybe they'll turn this around. But for me, yeah, it's a little disappointing. First impressions a little off. Yeah. But again, they've done good stuff. Like maybe there's something I'm missing. I really do actually hope that's the case. Cause I, I like the crew they made for this game. It's, you know, we got the lesser known ones are like, well, maybe not lesser known, just, we haven't seen them recently, like Blade, uh, Ghost Rider, Wolverine. You know, I miss these characters, so it'd be cool to see them. Uh, they did say, though, that the Hunter character, uh, I think I missed this last week, uh, is a character you create. You get to make your own hero and put them into the storyline. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Whatever. We'll have to wait. Hopefully it meets that uh, release date of March, like I said, 2022. 
Um, but we'll have to find, we'll have to wait for more basically. Uh, and then going further, we found out the PlayStation plus games of September were what I basically thought they were last week. So push squares leak turned out to be the true one. We're getting overcooked. All you can eat PS five version. We're getting Hitman two PS four version, which if I am correct, I believe comes with all the Hitman like PS four version, like Hitman one, the episodic one. I believe you get all those episodes in there as well. So it's almost a two for one. It's kind of a good deal there, I guess. And then Predator Hunting Grounds PS4 as well. Uh, the multiplayer game, I believe the same people that made Friday the 13th. Uh, so those are your games. In my opinion, another week showing. I don't know. I guess if you're an Overcooked fan, you're going to eat that up. <laughs> no pun intended, actually. Uh, and then Hitman 2. Like I said, you do get a lot of content there. I, I guess I just, I already had that. So I'm not, I, it doesn't really do anything for me. And then Predator Hunting Grounds. As I say every week, I'm not a multiplayer guy so i'm probably not going to try that too much uh or at all really and uh curtis i kind of feel like you're probably the same yeah like the only per the only one between the three of us would be chris so mm -hmm. honestly yeah he's probably going to try to make me play that hunting grounds but good luck and then you'll rage quit <laughs> rage quit then we found out this week square enix will have a 50 minute tokyo game show event uh, will be streamed at 6 a.m. ET on October 1st. Uh, and the only thing they really said, it, well, I guess they didn't even say it themselves, sorry. But the rumor is potentially they might finally share more stuff about Final Fantasy 16, which makes me really excited. Uh, I also forgot that the Tokyo Game Show is so soon. We will have less than a month, honestly. So yay me. I don't know what else they're really going to show because... Well, I'll talk about some other things with them uh, more later in the actual news. But uh, yeah, I'm not too sure how much stuff they really have on the back burner. You know, they really just kind of put out their big Marvel Avengers uh, War for Wakanda content. So I don't know how much they're really going to show more on that. Um, and yeah, like I, I don't know really how much they have hidden unless we're getting more remake news you know maybe there's another remastered coming <laughs> i don't know maybe they'll give they always you have something some patch notes or something about uh Final fantasy 14 because i'm not pretty sure the new expansion drops pretty soon so they might give a tease on one of the the patches that's true they also have that uh endwalker coming yeah. so that actually that's a good that that's really good I'm, I'm gonna go with what you're thinking i bet you yeah they do show more about that uh i think that would be a smart move honestly that's in my opinion wow that's not even my opinion. I feel like numbers wise, they've never had a better time to be in the Final Fantasy 14, right? Their player base just keeps growing exponentially. So why wouldn't you lead with that? Actually, yeah, you, you sold me. You sold me. We're there. <laughs> Speaking about Square Enix, PlayStation Now is going all out on the fantasy. Apparently, PlayStation Now is going to start adding a lot of Final Fantasy. Uh, we found out on September 7th, you're going to be getting Final Fantasy 7 the PS4 port of the PS1 game, not the remake. Uh, then we found out on the 5th of October, they're going to introduce Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, which is great. Uh, 2nd of November, you get Final Fantasy IX. 7th of December, you're getting Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remastered, and that one I strongly recommend. Uh, and then last, uh, January 4th, 2022, you're getting Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Uh, they don't really talk about when they're going to leave. Are you only going to get one at a time? Will eventually all these become a giant bundle on PlayStation now at the same time, which would be also amazing. But uh, I've never been a PlayStation now fan, but this 
well, I own all these games anyway, so I'm not I'm not going to sign up now. But I think for anyone that's a Fall Fantasy fan that doesn't have these for whatever reason, you're probably going to have the best time to get onto the PlayStation Now service than you ever had. So at least if you if you don't feel like waiting, if you're not one of those people, I want it now. It's like, well, you got to wait until you know September to January. But it is. I feel like the timing's smart though, in terms it of it gives like, you that amount of time to beat the game. Yes, exactly. You get like a month to beat these, uh, which is smart. And honestly, if you're someone like me that doesn't get a lot of time, a month's not going to be enough. (laughs) So, or if you're psychotic like me and you like to grind to max level in every game, then uh, you're also going to be probably stressed. Except, I guess some of them, like uh, the remasters, they did add those like cheats or whatever that you could speed up battles and max HP. So then I guess you wouldn't need to grind. Uh, Even like, I think it was seven... I could be recalling incorrectly, but I thought you could like turn off random uh, encounters as well. So I'm like, you could really speed these up if you just want a quick streamlined story. Uh, then I think you're really going to appreciate these uh, remasters and re- like, yeah, I guess just mainly remasters. Yeah. I don't think Final Fantasy X did that though. Uh, Final Fantasy IX might have. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think they did. Yeah. I know 8 and 7 definitely did. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure all they did in 10 and 12 was just give you the mm. speed boost. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not sure if anything else is in there. Because I definitely remember playing uh, the 10 remaster and just booking it through a few areas because I just threw it on to like max speed so I didn't have to leisurely make his way through. Yeah. That's all I remember. And then we got another showcase curse, if you can believe. THQ Nordic announces a showcase for September 17th. The quote that we got from this is the return of legacy franchises, including some for which fans have been waiting decades to get their hands on a new installment. And you can also expect to see sequels to beloved games. We hope you are ready, kids. Don't know why they had to throw the kids in there. <laughs> like that's a, That makes me feel weird. Uh, so yeah, anyway, that's coming. That uh, showcase is coming 17th of September 2021 at 8 p.m. Uh, or sorry, at 12 p.m. PT. Uh, look forward to that. In case you're wondering why each time I talk about time zones, I pick a different one. That's because I'm insane and you have to deal with that now. <laughs> time is not relevant. Exactly. Motive Studio showed off new gameplay footage for the Dead Space reboot and Curtis was uh very happy to watch this so curtis i'm gonna let you take the lead on this one are you uh are you liking what you've seen uh graphically yeah i'm definitely def- definitely yeah looking forward to it and even all the like this whatever they called it the, the whole disintegrating monsters thing it's kind of almost like a little health thing health indicator because you got to take the flesh off before you hit the bone stuff like that and that, it gives me a little bit of doom eternal vibes because they had the whole same similar mechanic in there too and uh mm-hmm. even the zero g you don't have to like launch from wall to wall anymore you actually kind of float around so it makes the space exploration a lot nicer so yeah no definitely looking forward to this yeah i think it was a, a decent showcase well I'm sorry not a showcase it was just a decent gameplay reveal uh they definitely you know went the distance to say multiple times that this is like pre-alpha and you know don't judge us his costume's not the final version uh all that kind of stuff so i do feel like we're further away than a lot of people were speculating previously but either way it's looking good it's what you would expect out of a next gen reboot 
I, I look forward to seeing more. I, I'm not 100% sold. Like, I never played the original Dead Space, which I think everyone says the best one, but I enjoyed Dead Space 2. Like, that was my favorite from the ones I did play because 3 was an abomination that I pretend never existed. I, I look forward to seeing more. I think it was good, but, you know, there's a couple of times where they would show, like, we'll look at this hallway in the previous one. I'm like, well, it actually looks okay. Uh, and then they, they show you the remake and it's like, well, there's slightly more detail. And I'm like, more reflections, like obviously the yeah. lighting's better. Yeah, the lighting's better, all that stuff. But it, the problem I, I always have with these uh, previews or whatever you want to call them, it's just when you're streaming with like not great quality, you know, it's not streaming 4K proper uh, and, and you're having frame rate issues because just streaming overall, is just not working out really good in a COVID world. It it just doesn't translate to me like nothing. I've I've seen a couple experiences now where I'll see something and I'm like oh that just doesn't look good and then you play it and you're like oh I'm completely wrong I'm completely wrong uh, and it's just I yeah whatever's happening I it just doesn't translate properly for me so I've had a couple of times where I feel like you know what it probably is too a lot of times on my computer I I just don't have 4K resolution going right so it's like <laughs> even if I wanted to see it but I'm. I think that one I watched on my TV and it, it's still, like I said, I just think there's something going on with the streams themselves that it just, it's not showing me the true nature of this. So, yeah. And even there, like, I, I feel like it's probably not as relevant anymore. It was a long time ago on like PS3, PS4 generation stuff, but where you'd get some previews and you would have uh, the quote unquote E3 goggles where things look better. But even now, this is really early in development. It's probably more concept art than anything, even though they did show actual comparisons. But it could still change. They might end up doing something fancy with some of the tech. We don't know if there's yeah ray tracing or anything fancy going into there. But yeah. Mm. And lastly, before we get into the gaming news... So we found out this week we might be getting a Death Stranding 2, and that comes via Norman Reedus himself. Apparently, there is a interview done with the, the good old Reedus, and he went on to say in the interview, I think we're doing a second Death Stranding. It's in negotiations right now, so yay. And apparently, that's what he said. A lot of people took this as, well, you know, he's an actor. Sometimes actors just say things. Maybe they think, you know... A couple of people were saying, like, maybe he had to do re lines for the director's cut or director's edition. Uh, so he didn't, he interpreted that as maybe that's the sequel when it's really just a director's cut and DLC and all that stuff. But my takeaway is I think Norman Reedus is more in the gaming uh, sphere than we people are giving him credit for. I don't think he's just your normal actor who's not really has anything to do with games. You know, he has a good relationship with Kojima. He's kind of like, I think he knows his fans. I think he knows where he's being presented. Um, and I, yeah, I honestly think he knows more than he's, well, I guess he did let on. So I'm wrong. He basically spilled all the beans. And yeah, I do think there's something here, whether or not it's actually happening. He does, you know, say that he thinks they're doing a second one and it's in negotiations. So there's still no guarantee. Exactly. He's not saying like, hey, this is happening for sure. But I think he is letting us know that like there's talks and there is a chance that we see a, a, a sequel to a very bizarre game, in my opinion. You know, I'm waiting for the director's cut just because I feel like there's more features to make this more. I think I said it to Chris where it's like, I feel like it's going to be more of a game now and less of an experience. And uh, so I just, yeah, 
I'm, and I, that kind of like makes me believe in more too, because if you're at introducing more game mechanics in director's cut, maybe it's because you're thinking more and more about what you would like to see in your sequel, right? Yeah, kind of building kind of a baseline of what's going to be in your second one. Like, yeah. Yeah, and like how you grow it. So I don't know. Like, did you ever play Death Stranding? I can't remember. Uh, no, I only played like 15 minutes of it. So, <laughs> no. But you played on PC, right? Yeah. Okay, so at least maybe you could get your ultra wides, your frame oh, rates. I, I can do that. I have DLSS, so yeah, it'll run fantastic. Fantastic. Not good enough to deliver your first package, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did that, actually. Okay, Curtis, we have finished all the little bite-sized news, so we're going to dive right back into the real big old news, which we call the news. <laughs> We start with number one. Things are heating up. This one comes from The Verge, and I'm actually very happy I have you this week to talk about this because I feel like you might be the one that fully understands this. The new PS5 model started appearing in Australia, Japan, and parts of the US earlier this month with a new stand design and a mysterious reduction in weight. Thanks to a teardown video from YouTuber Austin Evans, the mystery has now been solved. Sony has changed the heat sink that helps cool the PS5. The new heat sink is significantly smaller than the original and makes up for the entire weight reduction of 300 grams or 0.6 pounds. According to Evans, it's not clear why Sony has swapped out the heat sink so early in the PS5's lights life cycle, but Evans does note that his particular unit ran hotter as a result, with the rear exhaust temperatures around 3 to 5 degrees higher. Evans concludes that the changes made the PS5 worse due to the extra heat he recorded. That could well make the launch PS5s more desirable if something we see replicated elsewhere. And this is in quotes. I don't think there's any argument that this is a worse console, at least for thermal and for cooling, said Evans. As far as I'm concerned, I'd rather have a launch PS5. Uh, I also added here, Evans has only opened up a digital edition of the PS5, so we don't know for sure whether the Sony has changed the cooling unit on the model with the disk drive, which... I'm just going to assume if they did it with one, they're probably going to do it with the other one. But uh, that's clearly speculation for now. But we'll have to see. Curtis, is this interesting to you? So I'm going to look at this in the standpoint of uh, kind of just like PC hardware. where, And I guess at the same time, before I, before I say that, I don't know how hot a PS5 gets. I'm not sure exactly. All he says is it was three to five degrees hotter. What is the actual temperature of the air? How much heat is this whole system generating? Because the way that I look at it is my processor and my video card, they will get probably up to 60, 70 degrees, and that's fine. They're, they're able to run up to like 9,500 degrees, and they're still fine. So I'm pretty sure they took this into consideration already when they're building this, and that's why they made smaller heatsink it's probably for materials for all i know but honestly you're probably not going to see any change in performance because realistically it's yeah it's going to be fine don't don't be scared <laughs> don't be scared <laughs> well and that was my uh my question is basically like we all know the ps5 sounds better than any P playstation we've had in a long time you know the ps3 was kind of loud Four was uh, my insane. ps4 pro was yeah it was insane it, that thing was the jet plane trying to take yeah. off so my ps5 has always been quiet except for um you know i think we talked about it a couple of times i always forget what it's 
called, but there is that uh, hum that basically comes from, I believe it's my video card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of the, uh, the buzzing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mine does have that issue for whatever reason. It's not bad. Like, you know, if I have headphones on, I can't hear it all. And if my audio from the uh, soundbar is even normal audio levels, I, I don't hear it that much. It's just interesting. There's sometimes like uh, Ghost of Tsushima when it was PS4 edition, just going through the armor sets, I could actually hear it get louder yeah. each time. It's strange stuff like that, but whatever. But yeah, overall, I just kind of feel like that thing has pretty good ventilation. We got ventilation on both sides of it. So I'm wondering, like you said, where Sony's basically saying like, well, we got good enough ventilation that three to five degrees isn't going to damage this thing with how the cooling already works with fans on each side, so on, uh, that it just didn't seem to be a concern for them. And I think what I, I took from a comment online that I, I resonated with me was more one guy said like, well, maybe this is a first step towards us getting smaller consoles. Cause I think a major complaint is everyone says like, this is the biggest console there is. It's a monster. And that was kind of my question is what's the point of them shrinking the heat sink. And that would make sense because the thing is a monster. I've seen it at your place. Oh yeah. It does not sit kindly <laughs> uh, in my setup whatsoever. It actually has to sit to the side standing up. And uh, it, yeah, I, I get to hear about it all the time from my wife being like, can't we put it here? Can't we do something? <laughs> so yeah, I just feel like it's probably a non-issue, but we'll have to see, honestly, maybe it is. Maybe three to five degrees wears these things down faster. Like I, again, I'm not technical enough to really make that definitive de like decision, but I feel like it should be fine. Just how smooth these things seem to run. The worst case scenario, I would say that maybe the new models just sound uh, you know, you're going to hear them a little more because they, they need more cooling from that fan. Yeah. We also found out too, though, that those fans were updatable, right? In software updates, they can change the, all that kind of stuff. And they've talk, kind of talked that they might do that anyway. So. Well, I thought that was the whole purpose of it. Yeah, it'll take the, uh, take the information from the players and, hey, look, if it's running hot playing this game, bump up the fan. Yep. Try to keep it cool during these parts or something. Exactly. So I, I'm hoping this is a non-issue and maybe that's the way I have to leave it is it's hope. <laughs> like I can't, uh, yeah, I can't make bold claims here. Yeah, like, like I said before, I don't know how hot the thing actually gets, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it'll be fine. The three to five degrees will not push it over the edge because if you're running the thing like 95 degrees, you'd know. Well, and that, and that's my thing with how quiet it is, it can't be running, you know, borderline ready to blow. Yeah if it's that quiet. So I, I feel like we got room to breathe here. Uh, so we'll just go on to number two, more uplifting news, if you will. Uh, Get Hyped is what I call this one. It's from Push Square as well. Uh, and it's finally happening. It is finally happening. As Sony is wont to do, and I hate that, I hate that so much, it's just dropped a big announcement out of thin air. A PlayStation Showcase has just been confirmed, offering a look into the future of PS5. Over on the PlayStation blog, Sid Schumann gives a vague idea of what to expect, saying the showcase will include updates from PlayStation Studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers. For games releasing this holiday and beyond, interestingly, viewers should also stick around after the presentation to get more updates from some of the studio's teams featured in the showcase. It's scheduled for Thursday, September 9th at 1 p.m. PT, it will run for approximately 40 minutes. 
Curtis, it's finally happening. It's no longer a dream. It's happening. I feel like me and Chris have speculated every week of August that this thing would finally happen. Of course, they pushed it to September just to make sure we were wrong every week of August. Uh, but here it is. It's finally here. I lost all hope, as people may remember from previous episodes, uh, that I just started to believe that we're just never going to get this because, you know, it's been over a year. We haven't had any update or big showcase from Sony. And what made me believe that this was never going to happen even more was Gamescom. Like they came out, they talked about Horizon's release date. Finally, they showed some of their other games. I, I just felt I'm like, well, if you did Gamescom, like why would you do a showcase right after? So I'm assuming they must have just had a bunch of issues and basically they couldn't. Uh, they just decide they're not going to push this anymore, which makes me happy. I'm hyped as all shit. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't wait. I feel like there's some guaranteed ones, but I'm more interested in here what you think maybe you have some ideas of what we might see uh yeah just let me have it buddy the only thing i'm hoping it's only because this is a lot of what seems to be being announced lately is just a whole bunch of remasters i'm hoping that's not mm. the case i'm actually hoping that there's going to be some some nice new exclusives maybe some info on uh <coughs> god of war ragnarok <coughs> something like that something that really makes me want to try to actually spend maybe thirteen, fifteen hundred dollars on a PS5 since you still can't get them. <laughs> but that's that's all I want to know. Like if it's if it's more remasters, please kill me. <laughs> that is my fear. Like actually with you bringing it up, like I'm I'm scared it's gonna be a lot of things like let's say Bloodborne and it's like, okay, here's your 60 frames per second patch. And that's going to like be an announcement. I'm like, okay, which is fine. I know a lot of people want that, myself included. But if that's all it's going to be, which I don't think it is. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I really don't want to come off super dramatic or like depressed. The fact that they're still working on the Elden Ring, I highly doubt that that would be something that they would do. That it, that it was, that was FromSoft, right? They did do that. Yep. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna at do the it. same time, we have seen them. Uh, or we have seen how easy it is to get 60 frames. We had that one kid who modded it for the PS4 Pro, and he got it to 60 frames per second. He said it was tied to something that was easily enough to change. Yeah. And uh, so it, I would hope that wouldn't take that much work. But uh, you are right. Like with them, I mean, it sounds like they put a lot of work in Elden Ring. Uh, it's taken a lot of time. Uh, so maybe you're right. But uh, I'm just hoping that type of announcements are kept to a minimum. I don't need like, oh, this thing's getting patched because, you know, we're getting it. Assassin's Creed Odyssey last week. We found out 60 frames per second patch. Uh, Horizon the original, Horizon Zero Dawn, 60 frames per second patch. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like if we're just going to get those kind of announcements, uh, you know, there's also rumors right now that we didn't bring up in the pre-discussion news that there's some rumors that the Uncharted series, like all five games might come to PC are we going to hear about there? And at the same time, are they going to say, oh, 60 frame per second patch or PS5 version also coming out? You know, I just don't, I hope the showcase isn't eaten up by all those little announcements. And then we're only given like maybe a little bit of God of War gameplay finally. And then it's like, okay, thanks. Bye. Like This definitely seems like the place if you're going to bring something new, especially the way that they say it include updates from PlayStation Studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers. This is the place where you're probably going to hear about your big games, I'm hoping. And I think you're absolutely right, because I think how they phrase it, I think it's not even so much what they say, it's what they're not saying. Mm -hmm. They are not telling us to, you know, most of the time when we get a PlayStation uh, state of play, 
they they basically come out right away and be like, hey, hey, don't expect this. Don't expect that. Okay, let's, you know, keep your expectations yeah, they'll, <laughs> sort they'll of limited. They'll tell you a focus. It's good. This game will be showcased in there. Stuff like that. Yes. This one, the only thing they said is just don't expect PSVR 2, which tells me basically we can expect the moon in every other way then. So that's why I am hoping for the, you know, God of War. I feel like God of War has got to be a guarantee. I know there is no guarantee here, but I feel like that has to be a thing. Like, you know, you said it was supposed to come out this year. I get it gets delayed. I'm not even mad about that. I expected that the whole time. But I feel like you have to show something now. Like nothing has been shown, right? Just a logo. That, yeah, that's even what that I wasn't the official logo. <laughs> so I feel like they have to show that. They're probably going to show more Horizon, even though I don't think they should. You know, you already gave it a state of play. You already gave it a date at Gamescom. I feel like I, it's enough already. I think it won't be in it. I really hope not. But then I'm like, you know, show. We talked about how Final Fantasy 16 is rumored to be at the Tokyo Game Show Square Enix thing. So does Square show up with Forspoken? a timed exclusive for PS5. Like, you know, that'd be something that you could do. Uh, I mean, they have so many partnerships. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, we haven't seen anything really about that in a while. Uh, you know, you can do that. Um, my big one, and I don't think it's going to be there. I honestly don't. But if you gave me, like, you said any of my dreams could come true, show me Spider-Man 2. I, I, and I know I'm being greedy. We just got Miles Morales. It hasn't, and then even that wasn't that long since uh, the original Marvel Spider-Man in 2018. So I, I know it's just me being greedy, but I want that game so bad. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did, even if it was just like what they did with Ragnarok. Just give it a yes. give it a logo. Just say, hey, we're working on it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't give me a date because I'm tired of this delayed <laughs> crap. Uh, just honestly, I'm okay with you just saying it exists. We're working on it, and we'll update you when we know more. Because then I don't have to set these expectations and get, you know, because Ragnarok, like you brought up, right after they showed the um, the title, it said 2021. I'm like, ooh, maybe don't do that. I mean, don't that was that. also pre-COVID, so it might have happened. It was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, like, and they have so many partners they could show off. They have so many timed exclusive deals. Like, maybe they're going to show Deathloop. Like, I don't know. Uh, but kind of sky's the limit here. Like, this is... The showcase, I'm just, I guess my big concern is there's two Sonys when we were heading towards the PS5 release. We had two showcases about the PS5. We had the first showcase, which I hated. It was a lot of indie games. It was a lot of games that mm -hmm. I just couldn't put any, uh, any of my attention towards. I just was like, okay, cool. Like next, next it finished. I came off super negative. I got some feedback from the audience that wasn't positive. Like, Steve, you're being really hard. I'm like, well, this isn't Sony's best. And I like a hundred percent. I backed that up. Then we had the second PS5 showcase, in my opinion, the only showcase. And that one blew me away. That's when we found out about Final Fantasy 16. That's when they showed the God of War uh, title screen, uh, more ration clinks, all that stuff. It was great. Fantastic. I want that Sony to show up next Thursday. It, I'm hoping it is just from, yeah, the way it's phrased. And because it's been such a long time, now seems like a really good time to try to get some some hype. So we found out this year, uh, you know, a few months back that Sony bought Nixus, I think it was called. Yep. So Sony bought Nixus. So do you think that's going to be part of the showcase? Because I know you love your PS or PC ports. Do you think we're going to see stuff there? You very subtly mentioned it when we were in 
that discussion before and uh mm-hmm. i i could see it because it it technically has a lot to do with uh like playstation studios and that yeah. will also include their pc stuff so honestly and, and yeah because technically they're a first party now yeah, <laughs> like, so you know you might you, we might actually see the uncharted uh games announcement you might get bloodborne which i know i would just get a raging boner if that happens so and that was honestly my thought is like if they're going to come out the 60 frames per second patch yeah maybe they would drop that it's like oh and we ported to pc also running in the 60 frames per second obviously but yeah i can i can absolutely see the next wave of pc games being announced there it would be it would be probably the smartest thing to do seeing as all we've had is uh days gone and horizon and now we have a bunch of rumors so yeah yes well i I think one of the former rumors we heard about too uh they noticed ghost of tsushima changed the disc cover that yeah that too yeah so then are we maybe they're going to come out with that and say hey you guys enjoyed Iki island guess what uh at this date boom pc version get it and i know a lot of people will be like well steve this is a playstation showcase but you got to understand playstation's changing obviously uh, just by Nixus at all, like clearly meant that they're finally looking at different avenues uh, to make money. I mean, same thing can be said for Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah, they do Xbox, but they also yep. they do PC. Yes, it's biased because Microsoft makes Windows, but it's it's the same argument. Like their console games are coming to PC. It would absolutely mm-hmm. make sense for PlayStation to do a lot of the same thing because that audience is there. Well, exactly. And I think even the way they've worked with PlayStation Studios, that is an icon now that means, you know, this is the home of all these great exclusive titles. Well, that doesn't just mean the console anymore. I think that does mean like you can you'll see that same, you know, studio logo on a PC port. And it means like this is all what you want. I think it's more of an atmosphere now or maybe that's not the right term, but it's just yeah, it's a hub of all this great content and it doesn't explicitly mean just the console. And that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the studio itself. It doesn't matter what platform it's on. It's for the studio. They're trying to make their money however they can. Absolutely. Oh, and the other one too. What do you think our odds are that blue point finally reveals the Metal Gear Solid remake? Get him. So like a twin snakes upgrade or like a legit, Uh, I think it's a legit, original metal gear solid remake has always been rumored we don't know what blue point's been doing since demon souls uh but the rumor always keeps coming back that sony has been talking to konami i know i hope i hope that would that would absolutely make me spend money i don't honestly because we already know about god war and like most of their major things i do think there's some secrets they've held but I wouldn't doubt if that might be like that final thing. It's like, oh, and boom, Metal Gear Solid remake, Blue Point, and we know like you know their their history now. Like they do nothing but amazing remakes. It would just hurt me if it didn't come to PC. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like you said, get hyped. Exactly, get hyped, uh, and then get depressed because we're going to number three. Feels like a familiar Sony. This one comes from Push Square as well. The obscene nickel and diming from PlayStation continues after last month's dismally disappointing premium price Ghost of Tsushima port. Now I'm going to interject. I'm not one of those people. I don't think it's a huge deal that you had to pay $10 more for something that's packed with more features uh, and specific engine or systems, sorry, that can only really work on the PS5 version. But whatever, I guess me and the internet do not agree on this one. 
Uh, so we'll continue reading. Despite insinuating last year's last year that Horizon Forbidden West would offer a free PS4 to PS5 upgrade, Sony has announced that dual entitlement will be reserved to the more expensive digital deluxe collectors or regalia editions and not the standard or special editions. If this was EA, the publisher would be dragged through the dirt for this. In an equally bizarre move, the expensive collectors and regalia editions come with the steel book cases with no disc inside. That's right. The manufacturer notes that a download code for the game will be supplied via voucher in the box. Does the organization not understand that the market for these collector editions are the very same people who demand physical versions of everything? In an update to that article, they also added there is no plans for Sony to offer an upgrade from the standard version of Horizon Forbidden West to its digital deluxe edition. This means as things stand, if you purchase the standard or special editions of the game on PS4 and want to get the PS5 version at a later date, uh, you'll need to buy the whole game again. Holy crap. What a stupid move from Sony. Uh, You know, I am I'm clearly a fanboy of sony at times and i like to play that game but at the same time i think i'm one of the most critical people against sony uh and this is one of the times where i have to go to that side again and be like what the hell is going on i feel like i've said it a couple times on the show sometimes it feels like we're dealing with a very ps3 sony they get a little arrogant when they are on top and this is exactly what i'm talking about this feels very playstation 3 sony Uh, and it is very upsetting. I think this is completely stupid, you know, and this is an issue that doesn't even affect me. I have a PS5. I can just get Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5. I'll never have an issue. I'll never even think about, I'll never have a second thought about it, but I totally understand someone like Curtis or anyone else that can't get a PS5 right now. They want a PS5. They're stuck. They only have a PS4. They want this game badly. So you buy it day one. You buy it February when it's supposedly coming out in 2022. You install it. You play it. You love it. You finally get a PS5. Let's say even two weeks after this game, you finally get your PS5. You're like, yeah, great. Awesome. Now I can play it looking better than ever. Like I did with Miles Morales. You know, same thing. I played on the PS4, got the PS5. Right away, got the PS5 version working, played it, loved it. You can't do that here. You have to rebuy the game entirely unless you buy an obscenely expensive version called the Regalia or the collector, the Digital Deluxe Collectors. Not to mention, then we get into the fact that those don't even have a, like a physical... Oh my God, I want to swear so badly. Like they don't have a disc in there, Curtis. <laughs> Who buys collector's editions to not have a disc in there? <laughs> so... I'll make this argument only because I'm kind of looking devil's advocate. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't buy. If I ever buy collector's editions, which I rarely do, the only ones that I ever wanted to get, um, and never did because they just weren't available or I didn't have the money to pay for it was something like doom. But at the same time, yeah, you're getting the helmet or something. I don't, care for the disc because it has to get installed anyways it has to get updates it has to run off the console you don't even need the disc to play it why why make a big deal about no disc the only thing it's doing is yes you need to have a a network connection to actually play anything that's digital but 
Unless I think if you're the, the your main account on that console, I think yeah. that's the only way to negate that. But the fact that it still has to run off the drive, and this has been something that's existed since PS4, everything has to be installed. It doesn't seem like a huge deal to me if it doesn't come with a disc, but that's my opinion. So I, I, I do feel like you're coming at this practically. I think what you're saying makes sense. Um, but I don't think I don't think collectors are practical to pay for I a think steel it's more... book with no disc. Sorry to cut you off there. To pay for a steel yeah. book with no disc is absolutely stupid. If that's what they're actually doing, that is stupid. And that's my thing. If you're interested in a steel book, if you're interested in collector's edition, you want that disc. Like I have. Uh, you're, I'm like you, Curtis. I don't get a lot of collector's editions. I usually don't care. I did get, and as you know, I did get the Persona Five digital whatever like whatever it was the ultimate collection it came with a little mask it came with a little card because i was one of the first to pre-order chris doesn't have that card it kills him <laughs> inside and that makes me so happy but anyway i get that i'm happy he came with the game you're right discs essentially are kind of useless now because like you said it goes on your hard drive it loads from your hard drive the disc is more just an insurance to be like okay we know you bought this thing because we can't you know, we can't see digitally that you unlock this content. So they just basically use the disc as a key. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I see you bought this. Great for you, but it's loading off your hard drive. Especially PS5 era, right? Uh, you need those speeds that only a hard drive can do. Disc drive, there's no purpose. So I kind of understand from a technical standpoint why someone might have thought this initially, but then maybe don't release the collector's edition or just release a digital deluxe edition with other features and then you know don't release anything other than that yeah but but then there's the standpoint of the no upgrade like so yeah you're expected to buy multiple versions yeah basically they're you know putting a gun to your head and saying if you won't invest in one of the most exp either the second or most expensive versions of this game that yeah you will have to buy two versions if you're unfortunate enough not to have a ps5 right now which is just hogwash uh that is the stupidest thing i've heard in a long time so yeah especially when xbox comes out with something called smart delivery and, and i know not every game it gets that um but when it does work everyone tells me it's seamless it's amazing it's great and i'm like i'm not saying sony has to do that and i'm not even saying sony has to like not charge because i get that sony wants for whatever reason they're pushing almost more than anyone uh that ten dollar fee for we're switching from ps4 to ps5 version okay we want you to pay that extra ten dollars i'm actually one of the few i'm okay with that i'm 100 percent okay with it you want to charge me a ten dollar upgrade fee fine i've done it before i'll do it again i'm not offended by this but the fact that you don't give me that option is complete bullshit yeah that's, that's and, the and part that's me, sorry you don't yeah you don't give your fans that option and like i said it's my biggest concern is just the people that can't get the PS5 that want it, but also don't want to wait until they can get a PS5 to play this game. Yeah, like you're definitely harming your audience considering the fact that, yeah, they're still not available. And and, and everything we hear suggests that these chip shortages are going to continue into next year. Yeah, but being someone who I, I didn't really, I wasn't looking forward to the game to begin with, but if, if, sorry, if reviews were okay, I might have bought it. But now I won't. So yeah, you're definitely harming your audience because I know there's a lot of people that are in my boat as well. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I even myself, like I wasn't too hot for this game, but I was hoping they would 
like turn me over. They would show me something where I'm like, okay, you've put significant improvements in this. This feels like a polished product, which I always argue the first one didn't feel polished to me. Um, so maybe I'd go into it, but you know, this is not helping that case. Even though I do have a PS5, I still kind of feel like, well, you're almost tarnishing any thought of me wanting to get this. Um, yeah, this is just so. Ugh. Unless that, unless those high and more expensive versions have some really good incentive to make me really want to buy that, then <laughs> I'm not saying you need to do the smart delivery. I'm not saying you have to compete one-on-one -on -one basis, and I'm not saying you have to give free upgrades. Even like I, I feel like I'm defending them to a certain degree, but this is yeah, the one step too far that I can't follow you. And I can't say that, yeah, this is a smart decision. I 100% though, um, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I'm just going to say right now, this is going to get overturned. There's no way the blowback isn't substantial enough to make Sony be like, oh crap, like maybe we need to fire Jim because Jim's an idiot and uh, we need to turn this decision around because I, I just can't see the standing. Like there's going to be so much blowback. I, I, absolutely. I, I can't imagine anyone looking this and like, Finishing their statement with me, like, I think this is a good idea. Like, yeah, let's charge them double. This kind of sounds like cyberpunk. Hey, let's release the game, even though it's broken. Not to mention in a year that they've come out multiple times, being like, we've had one of the best years we've ever had. <laughs> We're swimming. We're swimming in dough. And it's just like, okay, so you're going to say that and be like, oh, but we need you to buy this game twice because uh, we're hurting. We're hurting. I'm like, okay, buddy, get out of here. Like, I know it definitely costs a lot of money to make these games but to, to charge your customers twice no you can go yeah not to mention that they're making more money because like we mentioned there being no disc means you don't have to print a disc which means you're saving even more money exactly, <laughs> you know yeah. like th that's the other part of it is, i don't know and it's a first party like I, everything about it like you're gonna get so much of the money back so it's like really are you hurting here i don't know i feel like we could spend all day about how disappointing this <laughs> is but uh, it turns out we actually finished the news and in a timely fashion that we like so much. So we're moving on to Hallmark. What is Hallmark? Hallmark is basically when you don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that was announced this week. So we just give you the article names, where you can find them. You go educate yourselves, have a great time doing it. And uh, yeah, we're all better for it. So we start with we've seen Elden Ring up close and in action. This one comes from yourgamer.net. It looks like they got an, like another brief uh, period to look at the game on top of all the games comms uh, information in the leak. So there's even more information there. So if you're like me, you're just stupidly excited for Elden Ring, uh, then definitely you want to check out that site and that article. Uh, then we move on to 505 Games accepts it didn't handle controls next-gen upgrade in the best way. <laughs> that one comes from VGC, and I think that surprises no one, Curtis. What about you? Uh, yeah, the only way I could say is really. <laughs> mm. I feel like they're going to, maybe Sony will call and be like, how'd that upgrade system work out for you? Because uh, we're having some issues ourselves. Yeah, it kind of sounds <laughs> like, uh, yeah, exactly what Horizon's doing. A little bit. Almost. Xbox's Tomb Raider timed exclusivity deal was reportedly worth $100 million. I feel like we got to get Dr. Evil to say that one. Uh, that one comes from VGC and a very interesting article. Uh, yeah, $100 million to get a game that didn't even sell that well. I know, that was the worst console. of the series. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very interested uh, or very interesting. Uh, so anyway, Naughty Dog says it's aggressively hiring for its new cinematic multiplayer game. Uh, I believe that's going to be The Last of Us uh, online mode, but seems like there's going to be single player elements to it or at least story. 
Uh, so we'll see. I think it sounds like it's grown uh, into a, a completely different thing now than it was originally going to be, but uh, makes it sound if you're still hiring, we're probably not going to see this anytime soon. Wouldn't expect to see in the showcase, but whatever, I've been wrong before. That one's from VGC as well. And lastly, Crisis Remaster Trilogy hooks a 15th of October release date. That one comes from Push Square. We're done with the homework. That means we're done with the show. Thanks for joining us yet again. Your time is your most valuable currency. Thanks for spending any of that on us. Humbles us. We appreciate it. Until next Monday. Thanks for tuning in and goodbye. Bye. Bye.